36. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit in your pink bulletin insert. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses. For they have been ever of old. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. God of Israel, deliver us out of all our troubles. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be God, who sees that of ourselves we have no strength, keep us both outwardly and inwardly, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for Reminiscere is from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Whoever is too impoverished for such a contribution chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeks for himself a skillful workman to prepare a carved image that will not totter. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understand? Understood from the foundations of the earth? 
It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted. Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall shall their stock take root in the earth, when he will also blow on them and they will wither, and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? This is the word of the Lord. The epistles from the fourth chapter of First Thessalonians. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. This is the word of the Lord. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring down me the distresses. Look upon my affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God and very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us and for Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and on the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures 
and us into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and who will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You are struggling with your life. You are struggling with personal relationships or the lack of them. You're afflicted with depressing and negative thoughts. The daily grind of work, bills, raising a family leaves you worn out. It may even be the lack of a busy life due to retirement, empty nest, or death that leaves you without purpose or motivation for life. Even heartbreaking events have left you wondering about religion. Your prayers seem lifeless and unanswered. Some of these things may even make you mad at God. You've spoken with others. But like the friends of Job, their advice doesn't seem to be of much help. You just have to give your life to Jesus. Stop worrying about those things. Even though they don't say anything, well, they portray the Christian life as it is happy and carefree. Everything is always fine. They wake up praising the Lord, and from there it only gets better. You say to yourself, there must be something wrong. Wrong with the way I'm doing it. You think that you must be the problem. And then when God does not deliver you from your affliction, you think your faith 
maybe weak. I'm not a very good Christian. And when God does not answer your prayer, you doubt and think about trying, well, other religious ways that may bring better results. I mean, everyone else seems to have it all together. Everyone else is living their best life now. What is wrong? My dear Christian friends, let me assure you that you are forgiven through faith in Jesus Christ. The triune God is your refuge and your strength. He is your refuge in times of trouble. He has not and will not forsake you. You are a baptized child of God, dearly loved by your Heavenly Father. You have been given the Holy Spirit, who is working within you to struggle against your sin, the things that would lead you away from Christ. Like the old television shows, not so much anymore, like the old television shows, which present the perfect family. Leave it to Beaver, the Cosby Show, I don't know, substitute one. We think that our life ought to be like that. Mom always ought to wear pearls while vacuuming. Every meal is home-cooked. The children all hug their parents. And within 30 minutes, everyone has learned their lesson. That's not real life. In the same way, I tell you that those who present to you a Christian life, which is all honey and roses, are either lying to you or they don't know the Christian life, or it's simply a lull before the storm hits. Give it some time, and afflictions will soon batter the Christian ship. I have found that things aren't always the way that they seem. They may seem to have it all together, but they may be the first to fall, while the one who seemed weak is the one who had great faith. You see, we live in a sinful world, Our sinful nature fights against us, and we fall into temptation, and we say and do things that we shouldn't. The world of sinners, which we live in, harms us and says hurtful things. They have their own difficulties and problems, which get in the way of helping us with our difficulties and our problems. And the devil is working to confuse it all, especially our conscience, and lead us into false belief, despair, and doubt. Now, I'm not saying that you are without sin and everything is fine. But what I am saying is that the Christian life involves hearing the word of God. And that means knowing that you are a sinner. And when that word of God reveals your sin, we confess it. And when the word of God tells you that you are forgiven, then you trust and believe in it and take it to heart. Trust that your God is a loving God who has everything under control. The Christian walk is not a life in the park. We must know that it is a struggle. And so we must fight against temptation. Strive to read the word of God every day and say prayers asking God for help. Plan ahead so that you take advantage of every opportunity to come to church and to receive instruction in the word. Receive Lord's Supper for the strengthening of your faith. Discipline. Discipline your body and life so it doesn't get out of control. So quickly, normal life can take over and crowd out the word of God and prayer and the communion of saints and the forgiveness of sins. And so so quickly, we are engulfed in the stuff of this life. And we're not looking forward to eternal life and heavenly things. But my Christian friends, the struggle is not the sign of failure. The struggle doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. The struggle is a sign of a normal Christian life. You aren't doing it wrong. That is exactly the way God works in this life. He works in this life through the word and the sacraments to strengthen your faith. And then with the strength and faith, you can bear up under all the things that come against you. You see, our Lord doesn't take you out of this life, but he helps you to live in it and through it. He gives you the crown of life and then strengthens you so you can make it to the finish line with faith in Christ. And on the final day, yes, then you will have that perfect life. On that final day, there will be no struggle. 
And on that final day, you will see clearly that you lived by faith, that you did not live by sight, but by faith in Christ. But until that time, I need to urge you more and more to continue to hear the word of God and to fight against sin. And with the word of God and prayer, struggle to walk in the life that pleases our Heavenly Father. What does that Christian life look like? Well, St. Paul asked the Lord to take away a thorn in his side. It's getting in the way, he thought. And the Lord's answer was no. The Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. That is the Christian life. When the good and gracious Lord determines that his will is best, then we hold on to his word and we continue to fight against that which remains. And there may be thorns that remain. Today's Old Testament, uh, actually from Genesis, uh, uh, tells us about Jacob, about his struggle with God's promise. The Lord had promised him that he would bring him back to the promised land as he was going. And now as he comes back, uh, he encounters Esau, if you might remember, who is coming out to meet him and probably going to get his revenge. And all of this forces Jacob to deal with the one thing he dreads more than anything else, more than Esau. It is death. Jacob must wrestle and fight with God. And what did God do to him as Jacob wrestled with him? You might expect God to uh, be all love and kisses, but when he comes to him, he fights like a man. He fights against him. The one God who is against him wrestles with Jacob. I know this is not the usual image that we have of God. Usually it's shepherds with sheep or a heavenly father with his children, but not an opponent, one who comes to wrestle us. But then we find that once Jacob is done wrestling with God, he limps away. Yes, God has put his hip out of joint. Out of joint? From God? What? I thought God was supposed to be a help in time of trouble. And yes, he was. Jacob went away from his meeting with God, forgiven of his sins. Most importantly, his name was changed from being a deceiver to the name Israel, which means one who struggles with God. And Jacob knew that he had seen God, and thus he called that place Peniel. And Jacob had a limp, a limp that he would have forever, the rest of his life, to remind him of the day that God forgave his sins. Furthermore, I tell you, God calmed his conscience that day concerning his sin. God gave him a trust, a trust so that he could meet Esau, a trouble That trouble hadn't gone away. It wasn't Jacob's will that it was done, but God's will to strengthen him through that power and to give him a victory, a victory that was in God, not apart from him, a health dependent upon God. Today's Holy Gospel presents that Christian life once again with a Canaanite woman. She was brought up in Cana apart from the Holy Scriptures. Nevertheless, she came to learn of the true God through the word. Someone must have taught her about the promised Savior who would be the descendant of David. Somebody preached to her about the love and mercy of God who had forgave, forgave sins. Someone must have told her that Jesus could work a miracle and she believed it. I tell you, she's not that different from you and I. She believed because of the word of God, and so do we. She was in a time of trouble, and she called upon the Lord. She knew that she was a sinner. We should never get to a point where we're comfortable with our Christian life. But we do get to a point where we're comfortable with confessing our sins when it rises, and we live in that forgiveness. The means that we should never grow out of asking is the means of grace that well presents us mercy. And mercy is the cry of the Christian. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Though the response of Jesus at first is silence. Yep, that may sound familiar. There are times when our prayers seem to go nowhere. Does she give up? No. And neither do we. Because we know from the word of God that, well, he is good and gracious. 
We know that God is loving and that he will help us and give us good things no matter what we experience. We have faith in his word, which is true. She cries out, Lord, help me. And the answer from Jesus, which is not directly addressed to her, uh, sounds like he won't help. Uh, but we know Jesus doesn't want to send her away. She's based, her faith is based on the word of God that he loves her. And since he hasn't said no, she continues. She's holding on to his word and faith. When he does answer her, the words sound to everyone around like a rebuke. But her faith clings to those words and finds in them a gospel promise that he will help. You see, despite the disciples' attempts to send her away, she cries out to God for for mercy. Despite her Canaanite upbringing, she trusts in the Savior, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Despite her affliction, she holds to the word of God. This is not the usual instance, but this is the Christian faith in Jesus. We are all truly little dogs who do not deserve to receive the children's bread. But by faith, we know that God gives us mercy. He will hand over to us the bread of life and more. This morning's divine service includes as well, as does each Sunday, the celebration of Lord's Supper. Don't take it for granted. It is not any less sincere of a gift of your Lord because of its frequency. Like a daily kiss from a loved one, we don't cast it aside in disdain, but we cherish it. Our God is giving us a sign of his unfathomable love. Though he at times seems like a wrestler, he sincerely and faithfully cares about you. Though you may not outwardly seem to need heavenly manna, he knows what you need. And so your shepherd, your heavenly father, is preparing you for future afflictions. You will need this when the time comes to wrestle. Jesus tells the woman, great is your faith. Our faith can sustain the Christian life. It is a faith that trusts God when, whether we come away limping or not. It is a faith that comes to cry for mercy. The Christian life is a faith that holds to the word and finds God's gospel promise to help in those words. The Christian life is not about plenty or want. It's not about sickness or health. The Christian life is about a faith which endures until the gift of eternal life, which then comes by sight. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes us all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Create in me, we stand. Create in me a Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, with confidence we come before you, knowing that according to your boundless mercy, you both hear and answer even before we speak. You are the source of all good and every blessing, and it is by your holy will that we receive your mercies with constant thanksgiving. Bless us, your children, by continuing to give us your spirit, that we may continue to rely solely on your grace. Let us pray to the Lord. We ask that the church throughout the world, and especially in this place, that we would always recognize our Savior Jesus for who he is, call out to him asking for mercy that we don't deserve, and cling to his words until he blesses. Be with our Bishop James, our pastors Gary and Michael, that they guide us by your instruction, that they use the law to show us our impurity and the gospel to forgive and to move us to live holy lives. 
Be with St. Boniface Evangelical Lutheran Church in Niles, Michigan, and with their pastor, John Ratovich. May your will be done more and more in the lives of the children of our learning center, in our teachers, staff, and volunteers, and in our director, Keeley. We ask that those who suffer from various temptations, those that wrestle with recurring sins, that our God and refuge would hear the cries of faith for his mercy. Grant them deliverance and peace in our Savior Jesus, who was crucified for our iniquities and raised again for our justification. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, O Lord, grant wisdom to the leaders of our nation, our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, county commissioners, city officials, and all our judges, to govern with justice for the common good. Be with our military personnel, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, as well as our police officers, especially Alex and Daniel, and those who attend to us in times of emergency, and all public servants. Give them commitment to duty, and in all times of danger, keep them safe. Let us pray to the Lord. O oh God, your compassions never fail. Give healing to the sick, relief to the suffering, peace to the sorrowful, and mercy to every soul that is distressed, that they may find in you the help that only you can give them. For our Shud and Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom, provide for the needs of Kevin, Jack, Levi, Anita, Paul, Larry and Deb, Christina, and also we pray for Susan uh, on behalf of her new job. Continue to be with the grieving of Marcia and her family uh, over the uh, death of Victor, and be with our students, with Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Cameron, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation, praising his victorious resurrection from the dead. We draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God now and forever.
Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Yeah. 
give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.